We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 97.1 fm talk podcast the owners of this country know the truth it's called the american dream because you have to be asleep to believe it i'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression Mark Reardon. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. This is the Mark Reardon Show. Hey, how's it going, Sue Thomas? (laughs) Fine, how you doing? We're back. Yeah. Post-Christmas. Well, we're kind of back. I'm going to cheat a little bit this week as I... Described last week, we also have a a very special, special surprise. Producer Emeritus Dave Klein is going to swing in. Um, But we're going to, I'm going to call this week a bit of a hybrid. And I've I've described it this way in the past. It gives me an opportunity to not work a lot, which I'm trying to be just like everyone else out there because uh, we, we're in a different mode. And this place, by the way, this building right now is weird. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But what I like to do is, um, even though I am here live in person, not not on Memorex, Memorex if mm-hmm. people remember that reference. I, I guess do. The younger, um, you know, the millennials listening, and we have millions of those, will not understand that reference. But no, I have some segments... And, and this is sort of a mix. I always joke about, you know, not having to work much this week, which I do prefer. But there's some great segments from, you know, the year previous. We have Ted Nugent, for example, great conversation from September. Remember even about a month ago when Kenny Wallace did that crazy thing at the Dome? Awesome. Where, and we have him to talk about that Love just a it. little bit. So I have a bunch of the um, the segments. Abby and I go to work from basically starting next Tuesday. We'll do it. We'll say, hey, is this something that deserves to air again, for example? on Memorial Day or on the 4th of July or something like that. Uh, We had live programming yesterday, so we didn't use any of it. So I have quite a few segments that I want to get into, but I want to talk about some other things. And we do have Dave Klein coming in. How was your Christmas? Let's start with that. It was great. It really was. It was cold, but it was cozy. We went up to Grafton to uh, spend it with Michael's mom and stepdad. It was just a really nice time. There was a fire in the fireplace, a gorgeous sunset. The river road, when you drive it right now, is full of ice. It's just really pretty. Well, it, it's been like the, the last week I was here, what was it, last Tuesday last, right? So I guess it's been a week. Mm-hmm. I was off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the whole thing has gone by very quickly. When we last visited, I wasn't even completely convinced that my my um, number one son, the 25-year-old, was going to make it in town from Houston. He did. Oh, my gosh, Mark. They had to rent a car. He brought new girlfriend in, and they rented a car because they had car issues. Now, that became uh, a bit of a challenge, and it's even more of a challenge right now, and I'll get to that here in just a second. Wait, but yeah, did, we you had... give her, did you give her the jacket for Christmas? Uh, I mean, is that's the other girlfriend. That's oh, the, oh, oh, you, oh. Yeah, don't don't confuse girlfriend. Yeah, the okay. one the one Evan's girlfriend is from Houston, so not 
didn't have a lot of warm clothing, but we we took care of some of that. She was basically my wife's size, so Perfect. Um, they were able to share okay. some clothing. But yeah, Christmas went great. We we had the boys, and then um, yesterday they went back to their moms and stayed with her on Sunday, and then yesterday we had some other family come in to town, and that kind of brings me into where we are right now with the biggest story in the country, and that's Southwest Airlines. Holy crap, has this been a disaster? And I'm the, you know, I've, I've said before, and it's interesting, I've been going through Facebook the last couple of days, just looking at friends and pictures and stuff like that. And I can't believe how many people have been, you know, thrown for a big loop on Southwest Airlines, Southwest Airlines. Now, I prefer Southwest because I think American yes. and United suck ass. Like every time I fly those other airlines, I have issues. I never, and when I say never, never, like rarely have, in, you know, instances on Southwest where I'm delayed or anything that's majorly inconvenient. But that is not the case this week. We've got Thousands and thousands of flights. So we have my wife's cousin coming in from Denver yesterday Ooh, on Southwest, a... and they were only delayed by an hour. How However, is that possible? I don't know because in many airports, I mean, I saw some video this morning on the Today Show where there was a, a you know like a gate agent basically saying at Phoenix International, I think, saying, "Hey, go home if you're on Southwest. Ninety percent of our flights have been canceled." And the people that are popping off on Facebook basically saying, "Hey, I used to love Southwest, but." What they've done to me right now, and I think it's a combination. I think you got people who are sick. There's rumor of a bit of a sick out amongst some of the staff. The CEO has had to apologize because now you have, and this isn't getting any better, I don't think, today. I think 60% of the flights were canceled today. It's probably not going to really remedy itself throughout the week, and that becomes a major issue. So we have the, um, the cousin that I mentioned, my wife's cousin, here until tomorrow, supposed to go back tomorrow night. They don't really, at this point, you is, don't know. Going back to Denver, Denver yeah. is one of the hardest hit ones today as far as cancellations. I've got it in Sue's news. So she has um, a significant other boyfriend who has a son in Boise, was supposed to go to Boise today on Southwest, completely canceled. No. They can't get him out tomorrow, so he was going to rent a car. And then the ex-wife's like, no, you're not going to take oh, him back in a God. car. So that's become drama central. It's been unbelievable. So the whole thing, you know, and, and I saw a lot of people, I think, going the, I have to get to this point of my week in this destination, I'm going to have to rent a car. And I've seen that happen a lot from, from You people. know, our own Fred Bottenheimer had this happen. You're right. He, he texts me a couple of days uh -huh. ago. That's and right. On, uh, when his son was supposed to fly in from D.C., and I got a text from Fred that said, how 70, we might fly him into Kansas City, and Marie and I will drive out and get him. And that's what he did. And that's what they did. I forgot. He had texted me the other day saying, yeah, I'm on the road to Kansas City, and um, I didn't even hear from him that he got back, but I guess that's They did. That's the Everybody's fine. Unbelievable. Yes. All right. So then the other thing that happened, so I, I, and I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this, and this building is affected. So Saturday morning, my, uh, you know, my niece goes to SLU, and she's got a house that my sister and her husband bought. Uh, four years ago because they knew she's in this, you, you know, accelerated uh, Ph.D. plan, but she's it's like a six year plan. Right. OK. So uh, I got a call saying, hey, can you go over to the house and check? They're worried that the thermostats are showing that it's too cold in the house. They're worried about the pipes. It's an old house. So I go over there. First thing that happens. Oh, no. You know, well, because everybody's got those things that they hide the keys in. Right. They mm -hmm. look like rocks and everything. Well, it snowed the night before. So this is uh, or whatever that was Thursday. So this is Saturday morning when it's what? 30 below with the wind. And chill, oh, right? So yeah. I'm out there digging in the snow, and my sister and my niece are insisting. We're on like FaceTime, or I can barely, 
even hold the phone. Like, it's there. Just look for it, you idiot. It looks like a rock. Well, everything looked exactly the same. And the snow's covering it. So my sister's like, you may have to dig around. I'm like, you dig around. It's 30 degrees below zero right now. So I get down on my hands and knees. And sure, I had to give it a couple of goes because I'm like, I don't know what's where this thing is. And it was very frustrating. So I finally get in there. And I check the sinks, and downstairs is fine. I go upstairs. There's no water coming out of one of the sinks, right? So then I start popping those on. I get some hot water to come out. And it's more than a trickle, but my brother-in-law says, well, let's let's just leave those things on, you know, more like a trickle. And then he sent my me on my way. I was going to go back on Sunday morning, and my sister said, we got a former roommate's going to go over and check it. So she goes over Sunday morning, pipes had burst. Disaster. They had to, like, a wall is affected. Now, that kind of segues into what happened here. And, Sue, you might know more about what happened in this building. There was some emails and some texts that went out. I walk in today, and you haven't been here since Friday, right? No, I don't either. It's like a disaster area. A couple things are happening. We're going to replace the carpeting in here, so Mm -hmm. that project was already going to take place. But they had pipes burst on the other side of the building, like where our boss, Steve Moore, is. That's where it started? And it's like the whole sales floor. (sighs) They have dryers over there. You wouldn't believe, like, if you just walk around right now. lined up out in the hall. I've never seen anything like it. And here's the other weird thing thing. And I don't know how this is even possible, but I walk out here from from the office outside of our studio and Y98's right here and some of our other stations as well. And lo and behold, something happened that never happens. It was warm out there. So I don't know if the broken pipe somehow affected the thermostat in a way that the thermostat is actually working. Now, I have no idea, Sue, but it wasn't freezing cold out there in that room today. That happened last week. No one can explain it, Uh, but it's still cold in here. It It is still cold in here. So that's what counts. So it's been, you know, the guy that was going to help with my my niece's house basically said the obvious that I think a lot of students in, in this area that may not have landlords if they did buy a house or maybe they rent a house and the landlord didn't check. They're going to find a burst pipe situation when they return. That is a hideous situation. Do you remember what the temperature was when you went in the house after finding the key, et cetera? Was it 60? Leave it at 62. Oh, you mean the temperature in the house? It was No, it was well above that. See, that was another thing I never asked my brother-in-law. He thought that it was like 40 degrees in the house, that the thermostats indicated that. It was not. It was like 70 degrees in the house. Now, upstairs where the bathroom was where they had the issue, it was really cold up there. Yeah. But I have no idea. All I was trying Mm. to do is check on it, and and then even checking on it didn't really help. I was explaining this, though, to one of our younger... um, colleagues because let's face it Sue back in the you know you go back to the 80s this would happen all the time everyone was worried about frozen pipes and you'd what were some of the things that we did like you'd have a space heater maybe that was by yeah you'd open up your uh, underneath where your your faucet your you would let the drip you would uh some people like my dad was into that he would insulate pipes yeah yeah you can go to you know at that time it was central hardware and get the insulation and put them on the pipes before we left all kinds of different but things. It was, it but it was never something that below we, 62 in the house. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that seems pretty cold. So anyway, hopefully everyone survived that, had a great Christmas. We're going to try to get you through with some fun stuff this week. I don't think we have nasty weather this week. In fact, isn't it going to warm it's up? It's supposed to be 60 on Thursday. I, I can't just, wait. But I just I, got an uh, email from Gateway National Golf Course saying, hey, we're going to be open on New Year's Day. So that, oh, that must cool. be a good thing. Yeah, let's see here. 48 for tomorrow, 58 for Thursday, yeah. 49 for Friday. But we got rain moving in for the weekend. 
Saturday, 50, 51 on New Year's Day. And into Here's next week, some temperatures in the 60s. When do I wash my car? Do I do it now, even though it's going to rain later because I don't like salt eating it up? These yes. are the problems I have. The do answer is now? yes, and then the answer is yes, do it again because okay. you're going to have to. Oh. Uh, a little rain would maybe help just because there's so many chemicals, so much salt because uh-huh. they were uh, doing all that in advance of the big storm. How did you survive that, by the way? For me, it was not you know, big deal at all. We had some snow at no, the house. No, the, the major uh, interstates were in good shape traffic-wise. It really was just about slick spots and bridges and ramps and that sort of thing. It, it could have been a lot worse. A lot worse. And I think it was in some parts of the country, Buffalo in particular. They had more than 25 people who died I know. in Buffalo. You were just there like two weeks ago. I've got all that in Sue's News. It's, oh. it's crazy. All right. Well, let's kind of get rolling here, and I'll um, I'll describe the day just a little bit. Uh, Rocky Sickman is coming up, a conversation we had with Rocky. I've gotten a chance to know him over the years. Rocky was one of 52 Americans held hostage in Iran for 444 wrenching days. And this was, of course, in 1979, 1980, during the Iran um, hostage crisis when, you know, Jimmy Carter was president, Ronald Reagan gets elected, the hostages come home. But his his story really is amazing. He's done a lot for Folds of Honor. So we'll um, we'll have that conversation. Also, so you'll remember some of these because um, the next segment this hour involves our colleague, Princess Storm, who I think is sharing the studio that we, we usually use right across from us, because she actually had the, uh, the opportunity to speak with the mother of the little girl who was killed at the high school shooting a few months mm. back, and that was a real interesting conversation. Um, a few weeks back, I spoke with Sheriff Carmine Marcino from Lee County, Florida, and I knew what he was about, but we started the interview talking about the hurricane. You know, this was in the aftermath of Ian, but I knew that Carmine Marcino was a guy that was really tough law and order, was putting the hammer down on some of the drug stuff, and he basically just let me walk him right into all that, and he was a really great interview. So that's coming up. Um, Ted Nugent's coming up this afternoon. You know, I've been friends with Ted for 25-plus years. He is great with this radio show. He's always come on with me. He's been in the studio with me for a couple hours at a time, and we invited him back in... um, in September, I think it was, at the end of September. So we have a lot of stuff to go and to get to here as we get through this week. I will have an audio cut of the day. We do have live Sue's News, though. That will happen live in the next hour. Producer Emeritus Dave Klein swinging in for a little visit this afternoon as well. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. To welcome Rocky Sigmund into the studio, who is currently Senior Vice President Budweiser Accounts. Uh, Folds of Honor is a big, big project. He was held captive for 444 days in Iran, 1978 and 79. We're coming up on, I think, uh, Rocky is at the... 43rd anniversary yes, of all yeah. that? Yes, good memory. Yeah, I, I I was in Iran 43 years ago. I had just gotten there October 7th. How are you? I'm awesome, sir. Thank you so much for having me on the air. Well, you know, I love your story. I love you. You're inspirational. I know all the great work you do for Folds of Honor. We'll get to that here in just a second. I don't want to make you repeat all these things, but I'm sure we got some people who aren't familiar with you. I've done KMOX profile on you. We've spent many times together in the studio. I moved here. You were just asking me this question. I moved here in 1979, and I remember I was a weird kid when I was that age. I was looking at the newspaper every day, and I remember the Globe Democrat every day having the hostage crisis. And the fact that it went on for 444 days is still probably stunning to you. But you were there for what reason in Iran? I was a Marine security guard. I uh, just uh, got assigned there October 7, 1979. And uh, we had heard uh, word that uh, the United States was going to allow the Shah into the United States for medical treatment. And we had mentioned, if you allow the Shah in, one of the three things is going to happen. And even President Carter, uh, when he was addressed... Uh, that they needed to bring the Shah in. He said, what are you going to do when the Islamic Republic of Iran takes our people hostage? Then what are you going to say? And two weeks after he said that, it's exactly what happened. So you hadn't even been there a month at that time. No, sir. No. Now, beautiful country. And I have to uh, tell you, what's going on in Iran right now, the Iranian people, wonderful people in the country, the beautiful country, great history, uh, but they're, they're held hostage is what we were. Uh, the mullahs are thugs, and the ter- uh, you know the Revolutionary Guard are, are terrorists, and the Iranian people want their freedom back, and uh, as they would say in uh, Farsi, Inshallah, with God's will, that someday they'll get it back. But yeah, I was uh, there right at the beginning of the revolution, 1979. You were, I mean, your treatment, you, you were tortured to a certain extent. You were certainly mentally tortured, right? Yeah, yeah. Mark, imagine being in this room for 400 days. The first 30 days, I was tied to a chair, not allowed to speak. My arms were tied to the arms of the chair, feet tied to the feet of the chair. And the only time I, I spoke was when I was uh, interrogated. Uh, and thank goodness, my upbringing of my parents, they taught me three things, love of family, love of faith, and love of country. And tied to that chair in the corner of the room, I, I relived my Sandlot days of Krakow, Missouri, of playing hockey on Besties Pond, sleigh riding down the hill, playing baseball. I mean, those things. That's where me. your brain had to go, right? Your <laughs> mind had to take you somewhere positive. It, it, absolutely, because it was not a good time. I mean, it was two Thanksgivings, two Christmases. January 1980, we were uh, put into a room. Myself and another Marine and the only American civilian, Jerry Plotkin, where we spent the next 400 days, Mark. If I had to go to the restroom, you knock on a door, put a piece of paper underneath the door. You're locked in the chancery of the American embassy. And so they would come, blindfold you. You didn't go outside but seven times out of 444 days. That's it. That's it. And so the mind games, Mark, I mean, they just, they don't ever go away. 
Um, and it's probably worse than uh, the physical because you wish sure. that uh, you know the whole thing would have came to an end. But I spent my 23rd birthday uh, in uh, in prison. I spent uh, four months in a Veen prison um, after the rescue operation where eight individuals died. And I had no idea, Mark, until coming home January 20th, 1981, that eight individuals paid the ultimate sacrifice, their life for my life. So how do you wake up every day? I mean, it's a hell of a load to have on your back, and yeah. you can't forget that. And so that's where, again, Folds of Honor, uh, it's my therapeutic piece to give back, to make sure that the American people know the story of how those eight gave their life. And the military to this day, it's 1% of our population. And Folds of Honor just recently has expanded to add first responders. And those guys are just, whenever there's a fire, whenever there's an incident, everybody's running away, they're running towards it. So they're a part of that. But uh, yeah, it's my therapeutic piece. I can't remember Rocky. Rocky Sickman is with me here in the studio on 97.1 FM Talk. Did you have any sense ever during those 444 days of how this is being covered here in the U.S.? No. Uh, again, Mark, it's, uh, it's 1979 and my brother was in Vietnam. And I can remember Vietnam veterans coming home in 75 and early on. They were spit on. Nobody cared about them. And now here I was 10,000 miles away from home in the capital of Tehran. And the only thing you could hear was demonstrations, debt to America. And I'm thinking if nobody cared about the Vietnam veterans, who's going to care about 60 Americans? I mean, we were a, a drop in a bucket in relationship to our population. I thought we were forgotten. I mean, each day for... 444 days. I didn't know if I was going to live or die. And your parents were here, and they did not know that. No, they they did not know if I was even in the American embassy. I think it was like weeks later that they finally got word that I was there because, if you remember, they had released um, all the uh, blacks except for one and all the women except for two. And it just so happened I was tied in bed that sounds kind of strange, but I was tied in bed. I was at the head of the bed, and another Air Force captain was tied at the foot of the bed. His ankles were tied to my wrist. My ankles were tied to his wrist. One night, all of a sudden, I don't know, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, he gets up, and they're untying him from me. He gets up, and he walks around, and he looks down at me, and he just says, I just said, say hello to my parents. I had this feeling. So sure enough, they were able to find out. But yeah, I mean, what my poor parents went through, Mark, and your listeners out there, those that have families, I mean, how do you wake up 444 days knowing that your loved one, a child, is held hostage and on the news, which I had every no day. idea. Every yeah. day. I mean, it was Nightline. traumatic. doing it every night, right? Yeah. Nightline and in the newspaper, day 100. When I finally came home, I'm seeing all this paper that day 100, day 200, day 300, day 400. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, he had no idea. I love this aspect, too, you reminded me of before we started the interview. that You had a girlfriend at the time, right? I did. What became of that girlfriend, Rocky Sickman? Yes, that young lady I had met right before I went over. She was just graduating from high school. That's how young we were. She was going to dance. Uh, she had a scholarship. I said, hey, I got this last gig I want to do. And so we understood. And just like Castaway, the movie Castaway, mm -hmm. I didn't have a locket, but I had her picture. In the first 30 days of my life, you know, that being tied, not allowed to speak, not having your freedom, 
I mean, it was her that kept me driven because I wanted to get home. And I eventually wanted to marry her if she was there. I mean, I was there for two Thanksgivings, two Christmases. I finally make it home. I make my call home. And uh, my dad said, Rocky, Jill's here. I said, she waited. And he goes, well, she wants to talk to you. And so at that point in time, she says, Rocky, you got to make a decision, either me or the military. And I chose wisely. And so I, I tell you, Mark, without her, uh, just as you talk about Rebecca, I mean, without her, I'd be in a ditch somewhere. She has put me back on track when I'm off the track. Uh, I would be still wearing green fatigues if it wasn't for my good wife. Uh, so, yeah, without her... I would not be in a good place. But that is uh, that is not to be underestimated as an amazing component of your story. <laughs> that that she stuck with you for 444 days and 40 years. Yes, <laughs> and three beautiful children and four wonderful grandkids. And uh, it, it just goes on and on. And so that's why those eight individuals on the morning of April 25th, 1980, when they attempted, this is where it gets hard, they attempted to come over they rescue us. Yeah. And they lost all that. And so, Mark, that's why every day I get up and I, I earn it. Yeah. Earn it for those guys and make sure that they're would, remembered. That yeah. they're remembered. And yeah. they would know I was doing the best thing. Well, you have, and let's kind of make sure we mention this because there's a, and it's very close to the anniversary. I think it's the day after the anniversary on November 5th. There's a, a Folds of Honor chapter gala. So what do we need to know about that? Are people yes. able to attend that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, again, Folds of Honor is nationwide, but we just so happen to have a chapter here, Mark. Uh, the St. Louis chapter uh, led by Doug, uh, Doug Mitchell. Uh, they have a gala uh, November 5th. And so anyone that wants to participate, they can go out to stlewis.foldsofhonor.org. And they can, you know, sponsor a table or, you know, purchase a table. But it helps to raise funds. We've got about 175 recipients in the state around this area that we spend about $800,000 in scholarships. So that money helps uh, pay for scholarships, which, as I mentioned, not only military, but also first responders. Yeah, that's responders. amazing. That's great. Here's an unusual question for you, just out of curiosity. Have you ever heard from anyone over these 44 years from Iran I have not. And in fact, I, I did just uh, recently see the HBO special that they had some of our captors uh, that were on there. And these were individuals. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Not really? Yeah. It was uh, quite interesting. And I, I, what I got out of it, it seemed like, you know, what they thought was going to be a positive thing really ended up being a negative piece. And I mean, ever since then, uh, we've not had relationships. And interesting enough, what's happening in the, in the country of Iran right now, 80 million Iranians 60% of them are 30 years or younger. And so what is happening in that country, they don't want. Um, it's led by the radical Islamic piece. They want, these young kids want freedom. freedom just right? as what the Shah had back in 1979. Rocky Sickman, thank you so much for, for I, I, I always feel terrible because I know that this is tough for you emotionally. And I've told you this before, and this is the truth, that when I, because we all complain about little things that happen yeah. to us, right? We get stuck in traffic. I think I told you the example that, you know, when 55, the river, when the Merrimack came over 55 several years ago, and then there was the ice storm, I, I think about you because I'm like, <laughs> and, and some other people too that have gone through some really tough things thinking, right. okay, I'm being inconvenienced. I'm really mad. I'd like to pound the, you know, the steering wheel, but 444 days not knowing 
what's on the other side, you know, being tortured mentally, physically. I don't think any of us can can put that into perspective. So God bless you for what you do with Folds of Honor here in St. Louis, Rocky Sickman. Thank you so and much. Good Mark. luck with the gala coming up. Give the, the website one more time if people want to get involved. Yes, stlewis.foldsofhonor.org. And thank you again. How you doing in the aftermath of the Cardinals? You know, crap in the bed last week. You know what? I heard you uh, talk about that, and it it was just, uh, it it hurt. Yeah, it, it did hurt. hurt, and it still hurts for me. I, I kind of knew going into last weekend that there was a good chance that they were going to lose just because the writing was on the wall. But then it happened so quickly, and we enjoy are at least a little time in October to still kind of watch baseball because it's fun for us. But in, you know, then Bruce Suter passed away today. I know, I heard that. Because well. 1981, when I came home, I got to throw in the first baseball. You uh, did. And Bowie Kuhn. Well, and the Cardinals won the World Series for you right after that, right? Yeah, and I got the uh, Lifetime Membership Baseball Pass from Bowie Kuhn. 1981. Sweet. I think you earned that. Well, Gussie Bush presented it to me, and just so happened I went to work for Budweiser 1982 and retired in 2016. So what did the Lifetime Pet, is that still in effect? It is, and I have probably used it uh, in my past five years, maybe one time. uh, What what does it afford you? um, It gives me a ticket and myself and my spouse, I guess. But, I mean, it's a gold pass, and... There's not many of That's them around, cool, but it right? is. It, because I was a baseball fanatic growing up. I played in high school, and I remembered the Cardinals. I, as I sat in that corner of the room, I played and listened to Jack Buck. Yeah. Jack Buck and Mike Shannon took me to spring training right before, and I used to listen to those guys in a little transistor radio, if you remember those little... Uh, oh, I things. remember, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, those were things that kept me alive. And so, yeah, I, I'm still a Cardinal fan. I got my brick down here by the stadium, and so... What were some of the other things that happened, like, in the aftermath of you coming home? I'm, I'm guessing there were a lot of things like that, right? Oh, miracle on the ice. I had no idea about Miracle on the Ice that uh, the U.S. Right. played oh, the that was uh, Russians. Amazing. Um, music, you're a big music buff person. You missed Movie. out on s- a couple years of music in movies, yeah, right? Yeah, And then, of course, movies. Uh, my son was in the movie Argo. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I, I loved Argo. Did you think it was a good movie, good representation? You know, um, it, it was about six of my colleagues, Mark, and we could be here all night yeah, talking about right, story, I but can it was about six of my colleagues that escaped the embassy. It's a 27-acre uh, compound. They were in a visa building in the back, and they escaped and went to the Canadian embassy um but i had no idea that they had been you know freed Mm -hmm. after 80 days because you're you're in solitary you don't know what's going on without anybody but it's a good story about them i can tell you the morning of the takeover as we went the red carpet premiere i got to speak to the cast um i can remember my left knee twitching I mean, the sounds were so vivid. Brought back so the memories. Incredible. My wife goes, are you all right? And I said, yeah, yeah, it just, it sounds so real. And so that was correct. And then the things after that, the Marines did not open the door as it showed in the movie, but you wish that they would have gone back. But you know what? It was a great movie about those six people. And uh, who's to say, hopefully someday there would be a, a movie about not only the 52 hostages, but their families and the people that were in the rescue operation. I, I mean, that story right there, Mark, they had the freaking guts to try. They landed in the well, middle of the country. someone should do a story about, a movie about that. That's, it, it's incredible. Know. There's so much stuff going on. Rocky Sickman, thank you so much for coming in. I thank appreciate you, it. And we'll, uh, we'll keep in touch. It's great to see you. You too, sir. All right, take care. 
One of my favorites. He's one of my favorites, Rocky Sickman. Always amazing. I've had these great conversations with him over the years as we get further and further away from 1978, 1979. But what an incredible story. And, um, you know, I, I met, you could hear mentioning in that particular interview, sitting in traffic for hours and hours, maybe something people on Southwest flights that are in airports right now might have to think of. You're not being held hostage for 444 days. Sometimes perspective is necessary. Well, it was October 24th, one, one of the, um, I guess, most daunting days in the past year for St. Louis, the shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. And uh, there were two people that were killed by that gunman. The teacher, Jean Kutzka, who died at the hospital, a 15-year-old sophomore, Alexandria Bell. And Princess Storm, who works here in our building for Odyssey, had the opportunity to visit with the mother of that little girl. And that conversation, Sue remembers this, that we had just a few days after the shooting was pretty amazing. Not to bring everyone down here this afternoon, but I, I feel like this is something that that people need to hear, Sue. And Fred brought this to my attention, that Princess uh, Storm, who is from one of our sister stations here. She is at, fabulous. Yeah, 97.1 FM Talk, had interviewed the uh, the mother of the uh, the daughter who was shot and killed at the Performing Arts School last week, and she's with us in the studio this afternoon. Princess works on Hot 104.1, which is our sister station. We see each other in the building every once in a while. We've talked a couple of times, but welcome to the studio here. Thank you for having me. Hey, you guys. Hi. So you go way back with Sue, right? Yes. Yep. Yes. She has the cutest son known to man. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. No, it's really awesome working with you guys. We talk in the hallway all the time, so to come on is amazing. Well, thank you. And this was, I listened to to the conversation. I'll play part of it here, Um, but I want you to set this up a little bit because this is devastating. And it was 15-year-old Alexandria Bell, who was the student that was killed. Of course, there were just two people killed, the teacher and this student. Mm -hmm. But you talked with her mom, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, just being born and raised from St. Louis this um, incident was really near and dear to me. I have a child, like you stated. You know, I'm a new mom, so I'm sensitive and emotional about everything mom and baby. And to just get that, you know, alert on my cell phone about a school shooting is not too far away from where we are. You know, we all drive drive past that school. And to hear that a 15-year-old student was killed just broke my heart. And then, um, you know, to learn more about that child, Alexandria Bell, she was 15. Her birthday is November 18th. Oh. And her she was about to turn 16. Her mother and her was planning her sweet 16 party. She just reached out to our DJs to um, help her plan her party. And it was just this big she, event. She had reached out yes. proactively mm. even before this happened. Yes. Oh, wow. That morning, Monday morning, October 24th, the mother reached out to one of our DJs who work at our station. Said, "Hey, can you DJ my daughter Sweet 16? You know, um she she hears you all the time and she really wants to, you know, you to be there. All these things you do for your kids, you know, and to get a call as a mother, I do something in my show called Mom to Mom. So I'm going to tear up. I'm going to cry. I've been crying all week. That's all right. And, it's um, an emotional you know, topic. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, um, I do something in my show called Mom to Mom. And, you know, we talk about fun things and we talk about, oh, my son's smart. My daughter's awesome. You know, but I never lost a child before. So I want to dedicate that moment to her. You know, let her voice be heard because... Um, we didn't get a chance to talk to the mother to see how she felt. So I reached out to her on Facebook. She responded and she came in and she told us a little bit about her daughter and what she liked to do and how fun she was and how smart she was. And she loved to dance. And, you know, just as a mother, that phone call that she got and how she felt at that moment. Mm. And, you know, 
anybody that sends their child to school believes that their child will come home after school. You know, and she says she tracks her daughter's cell phone and it kept pinging that she was still in the building when they were like, no, the kids are at Gateway. The kids are on the Snooks lot. She's like, no, her phone is pinging still here. Like she must have dropped it. And she's like, if you know my daughter, my daughter's cell phone is like her skin. She will not. Yeah, and I have, oh, I have some of that audio that will that's will play. Yeah. So she knew that the cell phone was there, and then yeah. she'll she'll explain the story of being, of being told what happened. Now, I, th- this is always amazing to me because it's our biggest fear losing a child, right? Yeah. And you know, I have three. I have two older kids, and then my little girl, as well. And it's hard not to, in circumstances like this, not think about your own children. Mm-hmm. In this case, when I when I listened to the interview with the mother. Um, she, I don't know how she does it because yeah. I don't think I'd be able to talk so even strong. at this point, right? She's so strong. She didn't cry in the interview. She kept saying, Storm, it's going to be okay. Storm, Alexandria wouldn't want you to cry. Her name, her nickname was Alex. And she's like, Storm, it'll be okay. You know, like, Storm, give me a hug. Yeah. She's like, I talk to her friends. If anyone's dealing with anything, come call me, come Aww. talk to me. And she's so strong. Her name's Miss Keisha. She's really, really strong. And Where she's does she really get the awesome. strength from? Is it spiritual know. or otherwise? It has because to you be can spiritual. hear that. People will hear yeah. that in it her voice. It has to be. Because I'm crying thinking about yeah. it and listening to it. So, you know, in the interview, she she's really a strong woman, you know. And, um, you know, she said Alex would really want her to still have the birthday party for her. So we're still doing a celebration of life. And I've been oh, posting those things. Oh, so nice. we're still making sure that her presence is here. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm going to thank you for coming in. No um, I'm going to play a little chunk of the interview here. Yeah. Um, and you, you can shed more tears because that that's I, understandable, completely understandable. But you, you set it up great because in the first part, and I did edit this just a little bit, she explained to you how she even found out about this mm-hmm. because she had gotten a couple of calls and at first, you, you don't think much of it, right? Mm-hmm. But then she realized that, that there was something that had happened. So, Princess Storm, thank you very much. And, no you know, if there's anything we can do, um, I don't know what I can do or what this audience or this station can do for the for the birthday celebration. But certainly if there's resources or anything, let us know. Yeah. Because I'm sure people would want to help. But let me play this interview. This is You said mom's name is? Keisha. Keisha. And she's talking about Alex, her daughter, who was killed. I got there. Um, a couple of her friends came up to me. They were like, they hadn't spoken with her. I had been calling her phone and no response, no text, no nothing. I got to a police officer. The first one was kind of vague and he was like, well, you know, we're just trying to get everybody just go over to um, Gateway. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not leaving. My baby's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I looked at the 360 app because I tracked my daughter and I say her phone is still pinging in the school. Okay. And so they were like, um, you, she may have dropped it like some of the other kids. I said, you don't understand. That's like her skin. That phone not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I said, if my daughter wasn't hurt, my daughter would have got a stranger's phone and called me and said, you know, mama, I'm okay. Come get me. Mm-hmm. That phone never came. That call never came through. And so I kept I kept walking around to people, and it was a set of officers, a male and a female. I can't remember anyone's name. And I told them who I was looking for. Those were the only people that asked me for a picture of my baby. Um, they took a picture, and they sent it out. At one point, they allowed me to start walking because they told me it was a group of kids on the little um, food lot that was around on the backside mm-hmm. of Kemper, and then there were kids at the park. And so her grandfather went to the park. I started heading to, on the Kemper side, uh, a police officer stopped me. We talked. He made a call. 
He came back, he said, mom, walk with me. Really not thinking, hey, you know, mm -hmm. maybe they were just going to give me some information. We got around to the collegian side, and it was a group of adults just standing, and they had him sit me down. And when he came over, everybody just kind of surrounded me. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking like, mm, what y'all want? Yeah. Because I've seen, I watch enough TV to see when something's not right. And the only person that I recognized was the principal. So I kind of blocked everybody else out. Mm -hmm. And I said, where's my daughter? And she could barely look at me. And her and Alex were really close. Like, mm -hmm. she, she really did look out for her. Um, when I asked her a second time, I said, I'm looking her dead in her face. I said, if you tell me my baby gone, I'll believe it. I don't know them. I know you. And she looked at me and she just started crying and she shook her head. And that was it. And I don't even know how to respond after that because that that's very difficult to hear. And again, thanks to Princess Storm for coming in here, sharing the audio of of the mom and Alexandria was the student that was killed at Central Visual and Performing Arts School. And yeah, Sue's losing it right now, and justifiably so. It's just, I can't even imagine. Like I said, I can't even imagine talking about it in, in the aftermath. So, um, I got nothing, Sue. Right? I know. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very difficult to hear. Is. And uh, she was very strong. That's... That's a positive. I don't know where people get that, but thank, thank, um, thanks to Princess Storm and to, to Mom for being so strong. And I, I don't even know how to wrap this up. That's uh, how you know what? It's it a nice reminder of that when we hear these things and we think of them as news stories, but then we actually hear from they affect people. Yes, yeah. this is real people yeah. involved. I know. Sometimes you do forget that. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. It's yeah, a good not, reminder. Not the cheeriest story here this Christmas week, but still uh, a very important reminder. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 